How we doing, mates? Welcome back to the Top Step. My name is Ryan Roland Smith. Have an absolute treat for you this week with your Australian American doesn't matter. You're going to have a good laugh on this one. I've got three of my good friends, three Australian baseball legends. Peter Moylan, he pitched with the Braves, Royals, Dodgers. Grant Balfour, he pitched with the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays. And the American League reliever of the year, Mr. Liam Hendricks, is joining us as well. So I've got these three clowns on with me. So you've got four Australians telling stories um, in thick bogan accents. Uh, so you may need a translator if you're not Australian. But uh, either way, uh, I want to mention this as well. I did have to edit a little bit because, again, it got kind of, it got kind of crazy. Some stories flying left, right, and center. Uh, and the other thing, too, that I just want to give you a heads up. Uh, before you start this episode, if you're a young buck, there is a couple F-bombs, a little bit of swearing going on. Um, some of it I couldn't take out because they're right in the thick of a classic uh, story. So make sure you go to www.thetopstep.com and check out past episodes. And make sure too, this is available on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, whatever else, Stitcher. Make sure you go and subscribe uh, so you don't miss any episodes. I've got some really good ones coming up after this. All right. Without further ado, I would love to welcome Grant Balfour, Peter Moylan, and Liam Hendricks to the top step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> Thanks, He's a Hall of Famer. famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. As You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Guys, welcome. I'm going to give an official welcome. We've got Peter Moylan, Grant Balfour. And the man of the hour, Mr. Liam Hendricks. First of all, on behalf of all of Australia, Liam, big congrats, mate. Ro AL reliever of the year. That's massive. That's huge. huge. Grant, what do you think about that, yeah. my man? Uh, mate, that's that's bloody uh, that's bloody terrific, mate. I, uh, Fantastic. You know, it's it's uh, it's definitely um, it's just something that you it you know I'm I'm kind of mind boggled thinking, holy crap, you know the bloke just. Pulled this off and won reliever of the year. I can't imagine how he feels. So, um, uh, just as a as a reliever and playing the game, I know what that takes. And um, uh, I got a question. Just, uh, it's it's awesome, mate. Awesome. How mad how mad are you that he took number one reliever spot of all the Australians though over you? Mate, <laughs> 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 you know what they. I actually got asked a couple of these questions, and I'm like, "Fuck, are you really asking me this stuff?" No, I think it's awesome. I said, "Yeah, our records are meant to be broke." I said, "This bloke's buddy, 30 years old or whatever he is, and he's smashing it. He's killing it, and um, I couldn't be happier for him, mate." And I think it's awesome. So uh, I'm a big fan of yours, even though you know we're not, I know we've hardly met, but um, no, mate, I think it's awesome. So it's great. One, hey, I one appreciate thing it, mate. One thing that always comes from this, and, and and this is another perfect example, and I know, Moila, you've been on Twitter, you mentioned this as well, but like the, the fact that in Australia that no one really recognizes this, that is, that's a huge deal, right? Liam, does that, does that bug you at all? I know we talked about a, a thing we had with a, a certain word used in the papers back in Australia when you made the all-star team, right? We'll get to that in a second. But do you even do... You, does that bug you at all? The fact that like in Australia, that it's not something that everyone jumps all over. 
No, the thing that bothers me the most is the fact of how like fair weather it goes. It's the right. fact that like there was a year in 2015, I was up for West Australian Sportsman of the Year. And that was purely based on the fact that the Blue Jays made the playoffs that year. Right. And then the last two years where I've been uh, significantly better than I was back then, you get no recognition. It's just, it's, it's almost like you need the team to do well to get everything done. And obviously that year that uh, Nat Fife won it because he won the brown note for the, for the Aussie rules. But there was like number ones in sailing that didn't even make the finalists. They're number one in the world of their sport. And they were like, oh, yeah, nah, you, we're going to make you in the top 10, but you didn't make the final five. Like, you shitting me? Number one in the world of their sport. And you're giving it to some dickhead with yeah. fucking long hair and big ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he plays for the Dockers. It so is, there's no love lost there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, if you, you won the Daily M, mate, you'd be all over the front page of the Telegraph. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, Really, over the year, you're lucky to get a little square, mate, in the fucking back of the paper. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't the know. Just get some little column. They don't know. They, yeah. they try and make these stories up based on what they've read, read in an article, and they try to go on TV and talk like they know what they're talking about. And they, they just don't have any They don't invest any time in it. They yeah. just have it as a passing by. They don't realize that, yeah. that there is shit that's happening that won't, has no one, no Australians <laughs> ever done, but no yeah. pitchers have done. Like, this is right. not just, this is not just. An Australian achievement. It's a it's a baseball achievement, yeah. and then out on it. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty massive. I will say this, and like <clears throat> you know, I grew up, I grew up in Newcastle, where no one cares about baseball whatsoever, right? Like, I mean, if you don't play footy, <laughs> no one cares, right? And it was always that thing. Every year I'd come home, I'm always trying to like tell NBN News, which is the local channel, <laughs> or the, the Newcastle <laughs> Newcastle Herald, oh hey, I'm back. Can we do a story? And it's always this like cringeworthy little story because you just want you're just dying for some kind of recognition you know what i mean Moilo, when you with i want to ask you this man when you did your big comeback you're, you're out of the game for 10 years right or whatever it was you went from getting getting in the bit getting in the blue on the beach right getting yeah. sent home couple of punches yeah <laughs> did you win did you win or what i think i've asked you this before oh, yeah you won mate i saw it i saw it he won flat out were you there about it was, it was okay hey mate Clean, you, clean knockout. Were you there punching on too, were you, on the beach in Fort Myers? No, I wasn't punching on, but, you know, I know enough about it. It's a KO. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I, I was... Uh, I, <laughs> I did all right. I did okay. And I was actually lied to by the law enforcement of uh, uh, Lee County um, when they told me that they were just going to put me in a holding cell. That was a lie. They took me to real jail. And uh, I got to hang out there all night. So that was, uh, yeah, I did win. Yep. But when you when you go home and you, you have this like a crazy frigging story, did they give you any kind of any rap back home? People, no, did people they didn't even not, know about it. No one even knew about it, right? Crazy. No idea. No, I, I, I will bring it up. Like I'll bring it up in certain interviewers that I trust. Um, yeah. A couple of people have like big long stories, like feature articles that they'll do. I'll probably go back to it and talk about the fact that I was arrested. But a lot of those articles don't even don't even talk about it, and no one really brings it up. Like it's it was so long ago, and it was such it was. Uh, I, I found my mugshot like three three or four months ago. It is an absolute <coughs> delta. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I've got orange hair. Like it is just. Oh yeah, I orange hair. I look like the Joker. Moila is that um, Moila's that Aussie. He's that one that like if someone's like, oh yeah, you know how I feel like Australia's extreme. Like the guys who we all know each other, the guys who come over and play, right? We we're talking about this before you got on. But anytime you, you weren't join, here, Grant. What's that? Grant wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 right. 
Yeah, remember when oh, we I was coaching? I was coaching used to be busy lifting weights or something. Just quick shout out to vitamin water too. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking hey. about you had the, the two extremes. Like you had, well, not the extremes, but you had the, uh, oh, what's this? Continue financial money. planning just in case you guys need some help. You know? <laughs> some Starbucks, <laughs> what have I got? That's a bad oh, yeah. one. Sugar-free, yeah, by the way. Hey, yeah. Sugar-free. Oh, That's all I drink. Get my water that, intake from coffee. Is that how you maintain the seven percent body fat? The 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 sugar free. Is that is that, is that what I'm doing? Cent. It has to be good, right? Hey, <laughs> hey you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> no, but <clears throat> back to that. So, anytime we talked about a couple highlight players, right? Guys who are just off the wall. What is it about Australians? And my my the the one is at the peak of the frigging iceberg for me. It, the tip of the iceberg for me, is Shane Lindsay. Now, I don't know who he is, Shane Lindsay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, like, anytime I joined a team and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, you're Australian. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, um, do you get, you know, Shane Lindsay? He's like, actually, I used to play with him like, straight away. This bloke, for the first three weeks of this, is going to be thinking that I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, yeah. It's got that nature, though, mate. It's just the way it is. I don't know if it's because we all grew up playing Aussie rules football or rugby or, or what, but, you know, it's – I don't – I I think I have had – I'm the tale of two stories. Like, there was the first episode, which was the Balfour Moylan that you knew, and then there's the second episode. Oh, there's actually probably three. There's so many chapters. There's the – there's the I'm gonna keep drinking until my till I pass out, Moylan, for those years. And then there was the I'm gonna keep drinking and see if I can see if I can make this career go a little bit longer. So the, yeah, that was there's three stages. The quit drinking Moylan, I think, was the more the most fun I had because I was more aware of what was going on. But yeah, it's uh, the the middle Moylan I'm too. Don't worry about that. And the first Moylan, well, he you know what he did. He was trying all this. I heard all these stories about you, Moilo, from uh, oh. Jim Schellenbach. Yes. From the, uh, oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy Schellenbach. Best mustache. Fantastic. But yeah, he goes, yeah, fucking Moilan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got in a fight. He goes, every time I'd see him, hey, hey Moilo, how you doing? Absolutely. Like, hey, you ready to pitch? Absolutely. That was the saying every single day for the entire time I was in the GCO. It was fantastic. So Moyle, this wasn't like uh, an isolated incident where someone you were you were no, punching on all the time. Really? No, I wasn't punching on all the time. No, one fight. <laughs> but there was a couple of times where I just decided that I wasn't going to show up. Like there was a couple of times where, like, and the, the, actually the the clincher, and you remember this, Balf. The clincher, Balf and I were rooming together, right? And I was on his eating program. I was eating nothing but chicken and bananas and like all the good stuff, right? Running in good shape, got my numbers down, was throwing the ball, unbelievable. And then I was on the bucket one day and I jumped up to get a ball on the bucket and I landed on the fucking wheel and I broke my ankle and I was done for the season. Then I was like, you know what? Hey. Oh, that's right. You, I maybe haven't <laughs> broken here yet. I reckon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so you guys, what you back on the bins. <laughs> back on the bench. So you guys back on the can. Saying, back on the can, mate. <laughs> yeah, just straight into it. Straight into it. <laughs> so you guys are on the, what, the same rookie ball team or something? Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Yeah, mate. We go way back. OGs, mate. Fort Myers, mate. Fort Myers, the old buddy uh, Bradison in. Yep. So Moilo, so so yep. Grant Balfour, he was on the other end of the spectrum. So he wasn't drinking. He wasn't he jogging from the hotel to the field every day or something. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, there was a couple of yeah. I because 
<laughs> you never ran from the hotel to the field, but I remember you running. No. All you did was run. I used like to run that. to the gym. I used to run to the gym. All right. Yeah. I used to hold on to the back yeah. of trucks, ride him a rollerblades, and he used to run. Yeah. <laughs> so you two are the reason that all the rest of the Aussies go fuck when we. That's got probably there. why. Yeah. It hey, you either day. run or you or you just do this. And it's like, yeah. uh, no, neither. Like I don't want to do any of that at all. Well, like, be honest. Be honest. I remember. Though. I remember running to the gym one day, Rhino. Going back to, yeah, you know, I had no car or nothing. I used to, yeah, you know, once in a while, bludge a ride or just go run everywhere. You know? <laughs> anyway, I was right. I was, buddy, got out of the Radisson. I was going down the back road. I had to run down there. I start running and I'm about, I don't know, probably about two or 300 meters away from the hotel. And yeah, it's like a two road, two lane road up and back, you know. And fucking, I'm running down the road. I'm kind of, you have to kind of run on the road a little bit, you know. This car beeps the horn, like, basically telling me, you know, get off the road, whatever. I'm like, fucking whatever. There's no footpath. Where am I supposed to run? Fucking two blokes, they jump jump out of, like, they try to turn their head, drop the windows, and fucking smack cheeseburgers right in my chest. Like, <laughs> fucking, I'd be up and buddy, I'd buddy uh, ketchup and fucking pickles all down my shirt. Fucking so pissed off. I had to run back to the hotel, change my shirt, fucking back to the gym. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, well then, with, with that story, was was Balfour the one? Mary, Australian American doesn't matter. Was he that dude who just like, mate, just stop, stop trying to do all the extra stuff. Stop, stop trying to make the team. You know, in the gym. Stop being an overachiever at all. Was it? Was he looked that way? Where guys nah. are just like, no, okay, never. All right, all right. Because there were some dudes who I play with, and you know, I used to try and work hard and everything else. I'm not, yeah, you know, I'm not saying. Hold on, hold on. You don't try and work hard you either do or you don't mate. well I, yeah, I, did. I didn't work hard <laughs> i didn't work hard enough i can i can admit that that's i can i did not i worked hard enough but i didn't work as hard as i possibly could have but you know that's you choose to work hard or you don't go ahead so it wasn't so okay it wasn't like oh, look at that look at this carry on would you like running no. everywhere trying to okay it wasn't no. like that all right i try everyone because he was he'd take his shirt off and he looked like he you know was about to go on the cover of world gym magazine and it's like <laughs> You're like, okay, well, obviously something's working. And then he'd get on the hill and it'd it, be okay. But the improve, you were hurt. You got hurt a lot after you yeah. left So that was the, like. Yeah, you, yeah you the thing was, they're like, you're doing too much. I'm doing too much in the gym, you know. They're like, right. you need to get a little body fat on you. You're doing too much. And then my velo actually started dropping a bit because I was getting too tight. So they're like, you need to back off a bit. So I tried to, you know, get away from getting too crazy with all that stuff. And so. Yeah. Focus more on pitching and like, like some of the triple A guys that say you can't run the ball across the plate, you know? Are you a lifter? I don't do anything. What? I don't do anything. See, I don't believe my, that, man. I don't believe no, that. Okay. I don't believe that. You said that, and I'm like, hey, ask anybody from the ace. Ask any, my entire conditioning plan is power shagging <laughs> during BP. That's it. <laughs> don't run, don't lift. I just long toss and I throw as hard as I can at all, and that's that's all I do. Off season? Off season, same deal. I mean, I may do some like body weight stuff in the gym with all the geriatrics in my gated community out there, but uh, that's about it. That's un- uh, that is absolutely uh, one unbelievable. Year, one year, well, I, I, it was all because as soon as I stopped lifting, as soon as I stopped, I stopped lifting. The velo went up. Right. So as soon as the uh, like, and then I just was like, oh, well, I don't want to feel tight. I don't want to feel like I'm losing any power. Uh, Why not just throw the ball as hard as I can during like just playing catch and then get on a mound and see how it goes. Mate, every kid in Australia right now listening is like, oh, well, I don't have to do shit now. I can just sit back and, and, and do, do a couple of yeah. points. I don't, yeah, this is the thing. It's, it's really Go good surfing. if it works, but it's really bad if it doesn't. 
You bet on yourself and won. Because you told yeah. me that you told me that, dude. And I was like, hold on. One year you came back and you looked frigging jacked and you were throwing gas. I was like, oh, I must be hitting, hitting the weights. <laughs> That's what I thought. I used to work out a lot. Like I used to do it a lot. But then I had a cyst in my hip and I wasn't allowed to squat anymore. Gotcha. So as soon as I found that out, like I was just like, I shut it down. I used yeah. to be a big in the gym and doing all that. Not so much during the season, but big off season stuff. Yeah. And gotcha. then, yeah. And then it just kind of, I just decided to get over it. And then I like, I like eating too much now. <laughs> So, you, Liam, you had to follow these two, right? You got old mate here who's running to the gym and, and trying to be, you know, like uh, Mr. Do Gooder. And then you got Moyle over here punching on. Did that, did these two and, and everyone else carry on? Place. So, you, no, had co- you had coaches. <laughs> so, you had coaches who knew these two and were like, oh, yeah, I know Moyland or I know Balfour, even when you started with the Twins. Well, I mean, the twins were a breeding ground of Aussies. Like, I went over there. We had 10 in my, like, extended group when I was there. So, I mean, we had a bunch. So, it wasn't abnormal. And then you had the Rangers. So, you had James Beresford, who was 160 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. And then you had guys like, um, <laughs> like um, oh, I can't remember his name. But you had a bunch of guys who, like, um, Edlick who would like be in the gym oh, all the like, time. And then you yeah. had Ecot. And then you had all these guys that were, you'd have such a big range yeah. that it was just, yeah, but every Australian always knew how to run. Every time you do that, like two yeah. k time trial or the mile run or anything like that, Australians would be. If we had ten there, our top, our ten were in the top yeah. twenty easily. It was just like Ethiopians, like Ethiopians, mate. Like Ethiopians, oh. mate, in the Olympics. This <laughs> 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 is all Australia in the pack, in the front of the pack. Yeah. What, yeah. what were you saying? I crushed it the first year. Then the second year, I just used to get on the heaters, so I wasn't as good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I lost the I lost the lung capacity, so I was just yeah. <laughs> well. That's the problem with the hotel being right across the street from the Walgreens. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you guys the- had the Radisson. It was called the Clarion when I was there. They knocked that shit down. They built a gas station. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, what is that um, shirt, dude? What What is that? Uh, there was a uh, there was an incident during a Marlins game where Urania hit Acuna for the seventy fifth time, and then he. <laughs> well, something happened and one of the Marlins guys hit him and rather than like de-escalating the situation he kind of like well if he wants to fight he wants to fight you know and then yeah. I was like there's no need to say that you know you just calm down I said sitting on TV being a Terry Tough guy and someone picked up on it and made a t-shirt out of it <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice the internet mate it's, it's crazy the internet oh that's great undefeated that's as we all know yeah. Now, speaking of, that's a very Aussie thing to say. I always try and slip in the old Aussie thing, you know, when I'm talking. I'm sure, Liam, when you're, when you're chatting away, or Grant. Now, Grant, actually, Grant, when you talk, mate, I've got to say this. You are super pro, mate. When you, when you were doing interviews when you were playing or even when you were done, you, you tighten it up big time. You are, like, friggin' laser-focused, <laughs> super pro yeah. when you interview. Yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> I didn't know, mate. I had no idea. Man, shit ass now, but uh, yeah. back then you were good. Yeah, well, shit's gone downhill since then. <laughs> no, speaking of that, oh, I, I wanted to do. I told you guys before this. We're going to do a bit of Aussie trivia. All right, yeah. I need to do it. Everybody, hey, speak- everybody, grab their phones. No, no. and put their phones oh, away you so go. you have to reach for Please. them. Well, well, I'm using yeah, my. I'm on my phone. So okay, good, yeah. good, good, All right, good. No, no cheating. All right. Now, the reason I'm doing this is because everyone here lives in the US and there's always this thing about, oh, do you feel like you're, you know, 
um, you've cut the cord and everything. I, I used to spend the whole off season back home, but I feel like Liam, you just straight jump ship, boom, in the States, Grant as well. Moyla, I don't know about you. I don't know if you were back. I go home every year. Yeah. I go home every year. Right, go. Yeah. He's jumped. Uh, He's jumped ship. Don't let him fucking fool you. Oh, I've jumped ship. Yeah. I, I live here, but I go home every year. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> n- number one. All right. Now, <laughs> is it like a is it like a buzzer thing, or we just all get a chance to answer? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. How, how do you want to do this? I did want to hold up yeah. like like hold up your answer. I was thinking about doing that. Okay. Okay. But I've the, got a pen and paper. Grant, you just do it with your. You can just spell out blood like they do in the. Yeah. <laughs> I do it like this. I'll just do sign language. Do yeah. Sign language. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So the the fir- we'll just do this. The first one. The first one to answer. I got to keep a little score. Give me one sec here. Let me just keep a little score. Now, Liam, you're a little bit younger than me and these two. These two old, old fellas. All right. So there could be a couple '90s soap operas here that that might throw you off. But you seem pretty well versed before we got on the phone. So we'll see. We'll see how we go. First of all. Arnott's Biscuits, right? <laughs> Arnott's Bickies, oh, yeah? classic Australian. Mm. It starts with an yeah. A. Arnott's yeah. what? Is this what? too hard off, right off the bat? It starts with an A. Arnott's uh, what? Uh, I only went the Ice The Arrowroot yeah. Biscuit. Come oh, on. Arrowroot. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm an right. Ice Vovo guy, not an Arrowroot. Come on. And the Ginger Nuts. All right. I'm a, I'm a big Soggy Sayo guy. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Which which former prime minister right. holds? Which, uh, which former prime minister holds a record? Bob Hawke. All right, well, all right. You finish off. What's what's the question? Boom. Peter I was going to say Bob. Quick skull or most Bob, most beers drunk on a flight or something like that. I don't know. What no, it is. That's the cricketer. Who, who was the cricketer who, who smashed uh, the most uh, beers? David Byrne. David Byrne. <laughs> Tasmanian. Look at him go. Oh. Mate, there was some Aussie. All the way to England, mate. On there the was flight some to England, he smashed about 46 coldies. 52. 52. 52, was it? Yeah, they made him do circles around them so he could get the last two to break the record. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, it's oh. Bob Hawks, and I, I think it's the fastest yard glass. I don't know. Whoever's listening, they're going to write They to do me, it so. at the football. They do it when he's, if he's at Boxing Day cricket. I think he does it. Yeah, he just straight, straight down the gullet. Yeah. Never touch the sides. <laughs> big, big Bob best, best prime minister of our history about, of our time. Paul Keane came in after him. It was brutal. What's that? Oh, yeah. Bob, Bob, Bob passed away, didn't he, a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he did. 106, I think he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was 106 for about 15 years, too. <laughs> he carked right. it. He carked it, mate. I'll tell you, he can put away a skirt and I'll give you the red-hot tip. <laughs> All right. All right, next one. Now, Grant, you can't – You can't. this is for these, these Perth and, and – uh, and Melbourne, Aussie. This is an Aussie rules type question. In the game of rugby uh, league, explain to me, Liam and 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 Moilo, what's a dummy half? Uh, is that uh, is that the guy that goes in and collects the ball behind the guy, putting it through his legs? Liam, what do you got, mate? Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I mean, I know the honey badger, but he used to play for the Western Force. That's about well, that's, it. That, that, mate, that, we're talking league here, man. We're not talking that r- soft rugby union. We're talking rugby league, all right? Like, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know either of the differences. You're talking like you're, baseball you're softball cracking, to me. You're cracking jokes, man. I, I think we need to hang up <laughs> on you right away. The one Moyler is talking about is the, the dummy half. They're, they're exactly. The, there boy, we go. the bloke that gets the ball, that's the dummy half. That's, yeah. Your halfback, your half, your halfback's your, your, one of your backs. I think he was a defenseman, but I didn't know what it was. No, no, no. He, so basically, you play the ball. He's, no, he's a playmaker. Right 
Grabs a ball and might dummy off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I was right. You're just a long way. Like Peter Sterling, mate. Sterling. Remember <laughs> Peter Sterling? Yeah, exactly. And, and Freddie. Right, that, leads, that leads me to my next. Freddie Morton. That, that leads me to my next league question. All right. The Parramatta, what? Eels. Eels. Boom. Liam, you got that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, we stayed easy. at the Parramatta Hotel. All right. There we go. All right. So I had to, I had to make sure you guys had that one. Jeez. I, didn't, I, I was hoping we went that far off. All right. Okay, now there's an Australian TV superstar on the hit Robert show Mills. soap opera Home and Away, right? Mm. Who, who's the most recognizable name on the show Home and Away? Chris Hemsworth. No, no, come on, man. You're, before that, let's go. His uh, character name. Character name? Oh, God. Flame and Flamer. Yeah, that's it wasn't oh, Sally. I mean, yeah. Sally was the the, the yeah, source model. Not, 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 not Sally. Not Sally. Even more famous than her. More like what's his name? What's his name? Not Harry. Not Harry. Oh, it's so long. I know he does. There's some good Doodleburger ones about him talking about a rape dungeon. You, you mentioned you mentioned Flamin. Yes, I did. Yeah, Flamin Galah. Exactly. That's his famous. <laughs> I know who he is. I can't think of his name. Alf. Jeez. Alf. Alf. God, fellas. Uh, hey, Man, you're kidding, are you? Grant, I know you've got the box set at home, mate, on, on, on videotape. You're kidding. All right. Mate, now, it's, Alf... been, it's been so long since I've already watched Home and Away, I tell you. You now, give me a Alf... neighbours, I'll be better off with neighbours. <laughs> All right. Now, Alf holds the record for what? The, 52 the... beers. No. Nothing, uh, to do with, nothing, to do with, nothing to do with drinking. It's wrong? Okay. Anyway. I had that one down from before. Okay. Well, you Okay, listen. You, you guys, if you don't remember his name... Most Casey, episodes, is it? Oh, back <coughs> right, there we go. Most ever time spent as a character on TV. Boom, holds the world record. How about that? Really? Alf, bloody Jesus. oath, mate. Bloody oath. Gross. How many is it? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> he just no, is, all right? He, he just is, mate. He just is. Right. <laughs> now, I know, I know Liam has to leave here in a second. So Liam, if yeah. you have to if you have to duck off, mate, you can you can let us know. He's got a flight yeah, to catch, mate. Where are you going? You going to the Bahamas, are you? No, he's got. He, I he's, wish. He, he's taking the missus on holidays, right, to celebrate the, uh, the 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 big trophy, the best and fairest. But you are you you yeah. doing? What are you going to the RSL for a feed or something? What are you doing? Oh uh, yeah, play the slots a little bit. <laughs> Playing the focus. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, mate. Nah, I gotta go down to dinner. And... You'd be play- mate, you'd be playing stuff. the dollar slots these days, wouldn't you? You're playing the dollar oh, slots, feeling, feeling frisky. <laughs> feeling frisky. Yeah, <laughs> All right, I'm not mate. doing the old thing where you put 50 in, you take it out immediately after playing one slot and say, hey, I put five bucks in, I won 45 bucks. I don't know how I did it. All right. Yeah, fuck it. There you go. Now, all right. Now, you guys answered this before you got on. Now, Liam, I'll give you, I'll give you one crack at this, mate, and I'll let you go. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, Neighbours. <laughs> no, actually, no, I'll make it a little tougher. Here we go. I'll make it a little tougher on you. The hit show, Hey Dad, right? You remember Hey Dad? <laughs> He's Never even heard of it. Oh, Never even heard of that. I was going to say that, that, that one of the superstars of Hey Dad on the hit soap opera of the 90s, his name was Nudge. What was his real name on the show? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, his right. name was Nudge. Oh, God. Do you soap guys remember Nudge? Really soap opera doesn't they don't get enough recognition. <laughs> Hey, I didn't he, watch enough Hey Dad, to be honest with you. Really? You should have dropped the... Yeah, I watched a bunch of Hey Hey, it's Saturday. Yeah. No. Oh, Bloody yeah, Neighbours, yeah, Hey Hey, it's Saturday. Plugger. Oh, Plugger. Daryl Plugger. Summers. Like, 
I got to get out of here real quick, but you boys enjoy it. Liam, see you, mate. Thanks thanks for joining in. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, everybody. We'll do it again sometime. Right. All right. Question you said, okay, one, one last trivia question. <laughs> I was hoping Liam was going to be in here for this. Now, yeah. this is a big one. I need to I'm know... sure the viewers were too, mate. Don't worry about it. I'm sure the viewers are like, oh, great. Now hang around for this. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Daily, the Daily M winner is gone, and now we're just stuck here with a bunch of bloody Darrows. <laughs> yeah, the bloody water boys. Yeah, the water boys. Yeah. Water exactly. boys. Hey, you know, guys, there you go. Anybody need some water or anything? Yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah. All right. He, Here's the here's the last one. This is the most important one. What high school? Yeah. Now, famous, iconic '90s music group, Silver Chair. What high school did they attend? Uh, Newcastle High School. Ah, oh, geez, too easy. Uh, yeah. I gave it away, didn't I? Newcastle, Newey High, Newey Silver High. Chair, mate. Yeah, that's it. Okay, Newey now this this is a three banger. <clears throat> Daniel Johns was also pictured. Natalie Imbruglia. At one of the craziest Mad Mondays in Newcastle's history, what famous sportsman yeah. was he pictured with in an iconic photo from Newcastle? Uh, Johnsy. Johnsy. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm going to flash by the Which way. You thought I won the Melbourne Cup right there, didn't you? Which you one? You thought I won the Melbourne Cup the way I reacted. <laughs> I do. That was huh? good. All over it. You're well, all over it. Right, yeah. right in front of King Street Maccas, that photo was taken. So... Now, what other celeb- What other big-time celebrity attended his high school and is on the Wall of Fame in the foyer of Newcastle High? Oh, Ryan Roland Smith? That's right. Exactly. As soon as you walk in, fellas. Just, I, might have I mean, to- just tee yourself up. It's beautiful. This will, basically, this will be a part of the documentary, too. I'm going to have the, the, the guy walk into the foyer, and boom, there I am right next to Daniel Johns. The- yeah. What's the documentary for? Next Gen? Or- <laughs> no, for this guy. For How our- does the documentary end? Just out, just out of curiosity, how does the documentary end? Because that's question. my big. That's why I haven't started my documentary yet. Because I don't know how it's going to end. It ends know? on this Zoom call right here. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut up. A, I'm going to make another cartoon, Grant. If, yeah. anyone, if anyone has an epic story that they want to tell, to be part of it. That's like which, funny. How many? How many do you want? I mean, shit. Uh, I can. As we're going right. By the way, as we're going right now, I think I'm going to use the, uh, the Fort Myers. Uh, the, the Fort There's Myers. so many more about Fort Myers that, that just, I was a complete fuckwit. <laughs> that's as bad as, that's about as clean as I can say it. I, I was legitimately out of, I was just, a, I was a kid that was away from his parents for the first time and I was 17 years old. I was in a different country. I was making 123 US dollars every two weeks. So I was making bank. Um, <laughs> and it was spring break, dude. It was like, I was there for spring yeah. break and it was yeah. just playing I was, some ball. I was having a good time. I wasn't, I wasn't there to play baseball. I was there to enjoy myself and do what most high school, college kids do and just fuck so, around and do whatever I could. So you were basically, when you got off that plane, you're like, Oh, this is paradise right now. Spring break. I'm just going to, I had the in. intentions of like concentrating on baseball, but there's just a lot of distractions in America when you're an Australian kid. But you, you were in that mindset of like, I'm going to go out and if I pitch well, awesome. I can still have a blast like I had been care doing. about baseball. I didn't, didn't care, care about, about baseball. baseball at all. No, nah, didn't care about the results. Until the second, second year with Balf, second half of the second year in rookie ball yeah. with Balf was the only time that I really committed myself while I was in rookie ball to doing anything else but having a fucking good time. Right. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's unreal. That's about as simple as yeah. it is. 
Dude, I was too. I was too scared to do anything. I was right. way too scared to do anything. Like the, the thing was, I wasn't. A, <laughs> I wasn't a big rule breaker. Just like first of all, like when, when the yeah. dude, when when Andy Botine, who was like the security, he was a coach, but he was like the security of the hotel, said, "We know everyone who's breaking curfew." Boom, dude. I was. I think it was like ten o'clock at night. I was sh- shut in that room, done. Like there was no way, man. Me I too. Was, I was going out. He was just sneaking out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, see you boys, I'm in there for the night. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be down at, I'll be down at Fort Myers Beach. I'll be down at uh, Ricochet if you need me. Yeah. Nah. The other, the other thing, thing, I was too scared. Oh, pyramids, yeah, pyramids. <laughs> the other thing too, I was too scared because I was like, I'm, I'm a nobody here. I'm throwing 85. Like, well, if, if well, I was too, mate. I came over here throwing 83. I signed someone at... I wasn't. I didn't hit ninety until my second year when I started eating chicken. It was. I was. I was just. They would. They literally would just be like, ah, like Nap. Nap. Rick Nap was our Rick pitching Nap. coach, Rick and Nap, he Nappy. like. I got to see him later on. He was a pitching coach for Detroit, and that catch up yeah. in itself was just a like a twilight zone. Man. And it was uh, my yeah. rookie ball pitching coach was now the pitching coach for the Detroit Tigers. I'd come back. 17 years later and was pitching for Kansas City like what yeah, what do you what, what do you say like he, he must have well, right. he recognized me he 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 was happy for me he was glad that I figured it out you know but like I had no business figuring it out like I it was I had my chance I squandered it somehow by some reason I start throwing mid 90s from a sidearm angle right yeah and I get a second chance there's no way you never heard of guys getting second chances from Australia. Like once you got released, that was it. Yeah, that was it. 100%. You're uh, done. Most, the only second chances guys have got is that gone to Japan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I went to Taiwan. No. I went to Taiwan and blew my back out there. So it wasn't just like it was just. <laughs> yeah. I. I yeah, I mean, you, crazy stuff. you you made some you made something of it and made a freaking career, mate. So you got the got a ten year career out of it. Grabbed that ball crazy. and ran with it. Ran with up. It. Yeah. You put the numbers up. Uh, you put the numbers up quick too. Big numbers, yeah. fast. Mm. You know. So that was like eye-opening stuff. Right. And it was like from there, it was like, well, shit. You know. We might as well give him a couple more chances. Yeah. Yeah. You that, got, and here's a story can't for see you. Past right? that, you know. What do you got? Here's a story for you, mate. So, mm. 2006 was my first year after the WBC, and I was in AAA. I was up and down the whole year, right? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, where I'm in, I'm in AAA. It's the end of August. They've got my flight booked for the fourth of September, and it was the residual, it was the leftover flight from the WBC. So I had planned it to be on the fourth. It wasn't organised by the team. We get to the first of September, and they make the September call-ups, and I wasn't one of them. So I'm assuming, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm getting ready. I'm packed everything. I'm getting ready to go home. Next two days. At that point, though, you'd been up and down a couple. I'd been times. been up and down in the big leagues a few times, but I didn't have. I'd had, I was okay. Um, I was terrible in AAA, but I was okay in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I was on their radar until the next two days, there was back-to-back rainouts in Philadelphia. And they needed, to, they needed to get me to Philadelphia. So I ended up going there just purely because of the rainouts. And I ended up staying for the whole of September and pitched pretty good. So I honestly think that without those two rainouts, wow. I don't know if I get another chance. Because the 06 wasn't it, like I had a six in AAA. Yeah. And it was just walking everyone because I was working on different arm angles. I go back to videos from 2006 and I, there's a couple of games where I'm throwing from here. There's a couple of games where I'm here. 
cut the games where I'm here. Like, there was never a consistent mm. arm angle. There was never anything working. So like bloody El Duque, mate. Right. It was just... And I figured they were going to say, well, look, it was, it was worth the try, but, you know, whatever. He's, he's no good. And, but I ended yeah, up coming back in the seven and then found a slot that worked and I just, I just went from there. Do you feel like... You, you're on the 40-man roster in AAA. September's rolling around. They probably have to create some roster space for some guys maybe... Were you thinking, oh, they're just going to DFA me, I'm, I'm heading home? I've already got probably. my plane ticket. I was thinking my flights, my flight there. Because they, they, they don't have to call everybody who's on the 40-man up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, hadn't leave, I hadn't left it like a, an impression where Bobby Cox was like, I've got to have that guy back in September. I need yeah. him. Yeah. He, he was just, I was basically making up numbers, it felt like. And then when you go back to spring training the next year, were you, after having that, a good September, did you feel like you're one of the dudes in the bullpen or you still had to fight for that spot in 07? Oh, no, I was still fighting for it. I didn't make the yeah. team out of spring training. That's right. That's right. Okay. I, I had to go back to AAA again, <clears throat> um, which, which at that stage, I had so much fun in AAA. Like it, yeah. I was, it was, it just felt, I felt uncomfortable because I was a 27-year-old rookie amongst all these guys that were the same age as me yeah. that were treating me like I was a 21-year-old rookie. Like right. that was the feeling initially in the big leagues. And I was like, yeah. this is fuck. Like yeah. I'd rather be in AAA with the guys that I actually enjoyed being around yeah. than up yeah. here. With these right. guys. But then I got to realize yeah. that that was just what happens. You know, they, they don't want to open their arms up initially. You've got to earn, your, earn the mm. respect of the guys. And, and I realized that and I, I turned yeah. it around, obviously. But initially I was like, nah, just send me to Richmond. This is brutal. That's crazy, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's nuts. It's crazy too, because like people ask me, and, and I've spoke to both you guys about this. Like, there is some luck involved, right? There really oh, it's is. All luck. I was told that when I was younger, Chris Bossier, who he was um, like a pitching coordinator, pitching the big leagues, obviously, and he came down. I was in rookie ball, and he came down and spoke to all these young young blokes and said, "Oh, hey, by the way, there's a lot of luck involved." I'm like, "Luck? What are you talking about?" And then, sure enough, you find out that this dude has to be on the DL. This dude goes on the DL at the exact right time. That you're the only left-handed pitcher option they've got. I mean, I literally, I got called up because they needed yeah. an extra lefty, whatever. And then I got sent right back down. And then again, same thing. They're like, oh, we need more left-handed <clears> pitching, whatever. And I wasn't, I wasn't a big, I was on the 40-man roster, but I wasn't one of the dudes that they were like, you know, Prospect down there guy. harvesting in AAA. No friggin' way, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. I and it's like, also unlucky too with the injuries. <clears throat> Grant, you were injured. I was injured. Like, there's the unlucky part of it as much as... Yeah when you are injured, you're still getting paid and you're making big league money and that sort of stuff. But what they don't know is that while you're not pitching, you're not earning bulk and you're not earning numbers and you're not earning the ability yeah. to get paid at the next yeah. level. So that's yeah. the reason why I never made anything more than yeah. I got my second year of arbitration was 2 million bucks and I'm signed minor league deals after that for the rest <clears> of my career. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. And as they wised up to that, the fact that I was basically a right-handed specialist, then they were like, well, we'll give you a million bucks to get the righties out. I was like, fucking, okay, sweet. That's, that's, that's my role. I love it. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, Moila. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... Go, go ahead. Go, it's go. Hard. But no, I mean, I got, you know, I got hurt in my earlier days, sort of thing, a younger career, in the younger part of my career. And then, yeah, once you go to arbitration, yeah, you really haven't got the numbers then to get the bigger, bigger amounts of money. Yeah, and it's changed now from like, yeah, I look back and think, yeah, oh, now, the numbers no I put paid. in up my second year, and I went out and made two point something million my second year of arbitration. Like shit, now you'd probably make bloody seven or eight if with the numbers I had. You know what I mean? Like it's totally changed from in that fifteen years. But yeah, yeah it definitely hurts you getting hurt, like you said. You know, because that they that builds up that first year R, then the next year it all builds up, and you build off of those salaries. So yeah, but it is what it is. 
Hey, yeah, Moylan, I nearly forgot buddy. in the beginning. I was given Liam Hendricks all the, uh, you know, all the, all the, the accolades. Accolades. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just won some AL reliever of the year. No big deal, you know. I mean, hey, I was. Uh, listen, I was. Uh, I was the September 2016 Royals Pitcher of the Month. So uh, I didn't hear you bring that up at all, dickhead. Yeah. No. Well, I had, that's written down. Hey, you should. You would. You would have had a shot. You. You should have had a shot as comeback player of the year. But I don't know if they had that award back then, Moila. You would have won that for sure. No, I think they gave it to uh, Ted Williams back then. Um, <laughs> came back from the war. They were like, fair enough. Yeah, go for you, go, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he just. We gave, we gave him this one. Four pitch walk. <laughs> comeback player of the year. <laughs> Good on you, Ted. Good on you, Teddy. <laughs> That's it. No, hey, Moyla, I, right. I wanted to say congratulations, mate, and um, all the best. You're the, the pitching coach for the Aces. I, yeah. Tell me, we talked about going back to Australia every year. Now, that's a big commitment, dude, because you're yeah. moving house right now. You, you've yeah. sold your house. You live over there. You work over there now. He's, doing, work- it vir- he's doing it virtually by Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell you that part. He's doing it by Zoom, mate. Yeah, no, you look screen. good, <laughs> you look good <laughs> mate. I watched watch plenty of video. You look good to stay back. It's your arm Virtual uh, pitching uh, coach, mate, for the Melbourne oh, Aces. That yeah, would be a tough gig. Oh, yeah. my God. It's just... Uh, it's... Uh, it's because I've gone back and... You just got to stay up late at night with a time change. That's all. That's the only bad <laughs> <laughs> You idiot. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so talk me through that. Like, I know it's probably a lot of fun, but it's a big commitment right. because you, you know, you, you're working on telly over here, over here in the States, right? Yeah. Obviously, you've got a family, the whole thing. What, what, like, what's the, what's the reason behind that, just going back and doing that? Well, one, uh, I want to get into coaching. I want to have that as part of the, uh, of the, the information well that I have that I can talk about. Um, and especially with the shift in the way that pitching is now with the analytics and, uh, you know, if I'm being completely honest, when I was a pitcher, I wasn't tricking anyone, dude. I had a sinker and a slider. It wasn't yeah. like I had to go through a game plan and had to talk about tunneling. I guess I did tunnel because both my pitches came for the same angle. One did that and one did that. So they had to kind of guess. So I, I tunneled one, one little tunnel. And, and now it's guys are, guys are X in both sides and both quadrants. And, and like yeah. it just, it's an art form now. So yeah. I want to learn about pitching rather than just being the guy that got 13 years in the big leagues. Like I, right. I want to be, I want to know what I'm talking about and be able to communicate properly about the craft of pitching. So it's, I want to go yeah. and have the guys do it. And it's like when we first started up, I remember coming to spring training, it's all about get the ball down, get the ball down. Now right. it's blow, blow the guy away with a hundred up in the zone and, and all that, you know, pitching right. off of that with your breaking ball. So right. much more. It's different pitching, different so, game, right? Yeah. So I, I sometimes, I, you know, I, I cracked out the old rap soda machine the other day and just started throwing the bullpen. I swear to God, I started throwing off the mound because I just, I wanted to say, I swear to God, because I work with kids here. I do some, during COVID, I was doing private sessions. Like Grant, you mentioned you were doing some stuff. And so with some of the older yeah. kids and we, we do this. You wear stuff. a mask? You wear What's a mask? <laughs> what, what I said you, you wear a mask? Do you wear a mask? <laughs> of course I do, mate. We're, we're, yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. No, that's yeah, good. It's an about the mask. health of those kids, mate. That's right. Worry about exactly. the health of those kids. Yeah. That's right. Six That's feet good, apart. Good. Absolutely. But uh, but uh, I right. I want to ask. Obviously, Grant. You know, you kind of had that that ball that just kind of took off. It you played were probably now. yeah. You were 
but looking at that, who knows though, man, I've been surprised. I would say Grant, you were like a high spin guy. Cause that ball just jumped. You could throw him, you could get away with stuff straight he down did, the middle. He did what they're doing now. Like he's, yeah. he reminds me of Nick Anderson minus he had a slider instead of the, the yeah. big breaking ball. But right. like you were doing what Nick Anderson's doing now, five years ago, but six years ago, like you were blowing doors off yeah. belt high yeah. and guys were going, why can't I catch up with it? Like, yeah. what? and if that yeah, was, the, that was the rumor around the league was like, it's 95 right down the dick and I can't hit it. Yeah. And sometimes I think, oh man, I wish I had some of this technology to know where I'm at. Because sometimes I'm like, my slider absolutely sucks. Why do I even throw it? Because it's just a fourth pitch. You're supposed to throw that fourth pitch. And then on top of that too, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm kind of glad that we didn't have that because then I'd be exposed with how just average my stuff is from an analytic standpoint. I go back and forth too. I reckon reckon as far as knowing, like, you know how when you get on the mound and you're like, okay, Today, my sink is good and my slider is good. These guys have got no chance, right? There's obviously something you're doing with your wrist or arm angle or cock or whatever, the, whatever it is that you're doing that is causing that ball to spin in the most efficient way. Yeah. And they can read that now. So you can go back and know exactly with yeah. the slow motion cameras, exactly the wrist angle that you've got to be at to get that perfect spin every time. That's why you see such fucking massive breaking balls. Like yeah. we're talking Trevor Bowers, yeah. like spinning shit like it's... It's insane. Well, that kid, that ball. guy, that guy, Roe, Roe. Remember Roe, the reliever with Tampa? Chaz yeah. Roe, Roe yeah. I think he's got the biggest, biggest break of anyone in, yeah. in baseball, that breaking ball or something like that. And it's just, he just spins it like it's nuts. I, I used to cheat and throw yeah. down here and I didn't get that much movement. These guys are keeping it up here and just going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, guys. It's like Nintendo happy. stuff, mate. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. Pitching Ninja has changed the game, mate. Rob Friedman's changed the game. Pitching Ninja has, has legitimately... Yeah. Given he's launched this new era of, of the way and just shown how nasty dudes are and given yeah. given civilians an actual like an impression look, of what it's like to try and hit. Yeah. And look at the scoreboard now. Yeah, I remember back in the day the scoreboard used to be like what? Three, two, this is how many out and you throw a ninety. Now it's got vertical drop. I know. You know, like exit velo and all Exit velos and like it's just so many. Yeah, are they going to run out of spots on the scoreboard, mate? You know, yeah. the, the, the they just change it. The, the other part of this too, like I remember Rich Hill was in indie ball, and then he the, the Red Sox grab him, and uh, Brian Bannister was the pitching coordinator. Now, from what I heard, was that they said, "Look, man, your curveball does this, your fastball does this. Throw that curveball 70 percent of the time." He's like, "What?" Because we're always taught that you have to pitch everything off your fastball. Everything has to be off that fastball. You have to throw X amount of, or if you're not, if you don't, you're, you're scared. Like if you don't throw that fastball at like a high percentage or you're scared, you can, and, and the hitters yeah. would get mad, throw me a fastball, whatever. But now you see like Rich Hill basically, you know, when he came in, he was curveball, 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 sneaky little fastball. That was it. But bat yeah. I just remember coming up, it's like you have to, everything, you, you have to be able to throw your fastball this percentage of time and then and everything else and, attack hitters with it. And it was like, also, remember the, remember the makeup thing? The twins would preach about you not going to get to the big leagues unless you've got good makeup and you can do all the intangibles like field your position, pick off. Right. Like that was honed into me at rookie ball level. That's the one thing I do remember is that you've got to be good at all the fundamentals <clears throat> yeah. before you get yes. to the big leagues. Yeah, for sure. Now yeah, it's just like, just throw 100 and see if you can spin a breaking ball that's 85 and you're in. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> that simple, obviously. It's, yeah. it's, it's, and I mean, and, I mean they, and, and they're taking every bloke to the big leagues these days out of spring training. Like, yeah. I remember back in the day, like, to go over to, you know, spring training to go to the big league side, it was like, 
holy cow, that was a huge thing. And you didn't normally do that until you're in the 40, man. Now it's like, oh, I just signed. That was a 42nd round pick. And you're over in frigging big league camp when you're first year. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting big as league bill money and sitting there next to, yeah, as a backup, yeah. you might get an inning. It's yeah. like, it took me years to get that. And the, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It took I think me years too, but that's because like, I went home. Yeah, well, you know, you had a pit stop along the way, but that's all right. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's a good thing because, you know, you remember when, like you were saying, when you got to the big leagues, you felt uncomfortable, you know what I mean? They didn't make you feel comfortable there. They wanted you to earn it and what up and whatnot, you know? Yep. Now, as a rookie, they already feel comfortable there. They've already been around all these guys. They've been in spring training. You know, and they're, they're so much more adjusted. And and they know you can help the team. So why would they – everybody's yeah. trying to win. So if they know you can help the team, why would they try and make you feel uncomfortable until oh. you get off the fucking couch all the time? Oh, I will say this, though, about yeah. that. There is, there is <laughs> on the other side the, – the other side of that, too, though, and I notice this with the Mariners sometimes. Yeah. You've got guys who they haven't – and this and obviously social media has a lot to do with yeah. it and everything else. But they talk about these players publicly who are in double A. Never, they've never played the big leagues. And they talk about it and there's this, there's this, not pressure on them, but basically saying that they're going to be a huge impact to this team. We really don't know until you get to the big leagues. So some of these kids come up and I've, I've seen it. They come up and like, oh, I've got this figured out. Everyone tells me that I'm, you know, the, the savior of the, the organization. So I come up, boom, I get my doors blown off for a month. And now I'm like, hold on a second. This is supposed to be easy. And then next thing you know, as opposed to some of that earning it, you know, Balfour, you were talking about like, actually getting up there and having that little bit of hunger to say, man, I have to prove myself when I get here. I haven't done anything yet. There, there is a lot of that. Yeah. Too. I, I know this. And some guys are just sitting there like, hold on, I'm back in AAA. What happened? Yeah, but that's not their fault. That's the organization's fault. That's Absolutely. Like, I, look at, I look at Dansby Swanson and, you know, he's a one-of-one one to Arizona. He gets traded that, that offseason. Like, how, what are you as a player thinking if this team's going to draft you 1-1 one, one and then trade you that offseason? Like, so he, had a, he already had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Then he comes home to Georgia where he grew up and he's on billboards everywhere. Right. And he's going, Oh, Matt, like it's, yeah. and, and he didn't, he wasn't like he like struggled, struggled, Yeah. but he wasn't the Dansby we've seen the last couple of years and people were expecting him to be instantly great the minute he got up there. So right. that pressure, yeah. I like, oh, yeah. I, I was always the 21st to the 25th guy on the roster. So I was never, you know, it was always, the only reason I spoke to the media was because I'd either given up five or I'd yeah. blown the game or, you know, I'd done something cool for once a year. So yeah. we just I, sort of sit back. That pressure, I, I, just I think, can't imagine. I just think, yeah, I just yeah, think. It's like know, Bryce Harper and guys like that. You right, know? I mean, yeah. that guy was, they blew those guys up. Like they were superstars. That, like you got to be on the all-star team first year. You know, there's a lot of pressure on those guys. Yeah. I just, I mean, you know, like when you're a rebuilding team, half of baseball is in a rebuild. You know, I mean, I feel like this, it's so polarizing now where half the teams go for it, half the teams are just straight white, waving the white flag. So, oh, yeah. you know, so all of a sudden, the team is going to promote the crap out of the kids in double A because they, they need to get you excited because they don't want the fans upset. And all of a sudden, these players are like, oh, I guess that's, I'm. That's a yeah. massive, that's a massive, massive issue for me because what we're seeing is we're seeing. 13 teams that are fielding yeah. a triple A team and able to pay these guys league minimum rather than playing veteran guys that deserve to be in the big leagues right now. They're sitting at home and not playing because teams yeah. don't want to fucking play them because they're not trying to win. Well, that, that's why I think there should be an X amount of, they talk about, a, you know, a, how much we should be paying the players. There should be a, a bottom dollar too, you know? Right. 100%. Yeah. Are you going to sit here and say 15 million every year though. So how's that going to 
I know that's and that's the that's the problem. They're like, well, they do it. Right. 50, you know, fifty. They do it fifty million, then, like it's yeah, crazy. And then they yeah. get another team spending two hundred and fifty, and they don't make it. So how are you going to tell me that I can't do it? You know, right? So right, yeah, yeah I, it makes it hard. I just think the fact that, like, I remember, you know, back in the day, it wasn't that long ago that, like, every team, even if you were bad or even if you were trying to, like, cut down on and give up a player or something at a trade deadline, you still went into spring training. I've asked this question a bunch, um, you know, to people who really follow this stuff. At least you went into spring training saying, all right, this is the best we've got. We're going to try and win with this. Right. And you you surprised some teams. Right. And the thing is, too, like, I remember, you know, Theo Epstein, I was with the Cubs in 2012 in spring training. He came in and just basically said, oh, this group in here, this isn't it. The guys over on those backfields, that's it. And he said to, I mean, this is a big market team, the Cubs. And he basically said publicly, he's like, oh, we, you know, we've got a five-year plan. Now, mind you, it worked. But at the same time, you said That's there, the issue, too. They've, they've all worked. Yeah. Like, Houston right. worked. Kansas City worked. Like it's all worked, but on but yeah. to that point, and I want to get to this before anyone thinks, well, hey, it works. The Florida Marlins, ninety-seven, two thousand three, perfect example of got of a team. They built them up, built them up, and then just completely stripped <laughs> it down. The Houston Astros, they're they're about to be in a situation now where they can't afford everyone, so yeah. they're just going to go into another dark age, and that has nothing to do with the cheating. This is before that. Mm. This is a situation that eight guys or something had to pay a ton of money to. So all of a sudden you build them up and then you strip it back down and fans have to sit there for three to four years going, well, man, I have to watch this trip. Yeah, but also fans will tell you that it's worth it to, to see them teams win a World Series. Well, I, I got to ask this actually, Moyla, you would know, but would you rather watch the Florida Marlins in the last, in that span, the Florida Marlins who won two World Series, right? In that span, would you rather be a Marlins fan with those two World Series or a Braves fan who have had really good teams? Great question. Really good team. Yeah, CJ Nikowski, he works with the Rangers, brought that up. To me, I, I reckon, I reckon, ninety five percent of Braves fans would tell you that they'd rather be Marlins fans. Man, I just could you imagine that? Like, you know, half I, the- I honestly think because of the fact that they've been to the playoffs so many times and only won one World Series in the last twenty years, I honestly and the pain of the playoffs every year and losing, I felt it the last two years as a broadcaster. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just a broadcaster, and I, I, it's like it was frustrating, man. Like, right. and I can't imagine that being a Especially an Atlanta fan where the Falcons shit the bed every week too. Right. But at least if you're a, a Braves fan, you, every year, I know they had a couple of years there where they were like trying to figure that, you know, whatever. Hey, Duff, going. How are you going with the light over there? Good? <laughs> I'm doing all right, but you know what? <laughs> right out told me this was going to take half. <laughs> he told me this was going to take half an hour. We've been on here for two hours. I said, screw it. I'm driving home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm driving. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so even going to cut this out. And I'm doing Zoom. If this, this is, is gonna not be, illegal, yeah, bloody, no. I don't know what isn't. Well, good thing you're in the passenger seat. So uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm in the passenger seat driving, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's one, but, of, those, uh, one anyway. of those new uh, self-drive cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what happens when you. Is, when this, you... is this safe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do it that way. Just do it that way. That's okay. Uh, we got it. We got an edit button. You're fine. You're fine. I don't think yeah, it's illegal right. here. No. No, no, Trump just won Florida. It's fine. You do whatever you want now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. How's uh, yeah, that all going, by the way? I don't I know. No I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't watched. I know the market was up, so I'm happy. Yeah, the market's <laughs> absolutely going through. It's through the roof. Um, it is. But now we're talking about. Crazy. Uh, actually, we've, what, we, should, we won't get into politics. Keep going, Ryan. Right? Let's go. No, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, I'll, I'll, what I'm going to do, I'll cut that part out talk, so no one gets gets. Talk baseball everything. politics. Talk yeah. baseball politics instead. That's more fun. Let's rip, <laughs> rip Rob Manfred. Let's go. Yeah, rip big Robbie. Yeah. 
Now, guys, I'll let you go. I'm, I'm going to officially wrap it up here. But, oh, um, but Moilo, Grant, and Liam, even though you had to leave early. Uh, yeah. Guys, this has been he's fun. The, he'd be in the Bahamas by now, wouldn't he? He's, he's at the RSL, mate. How are we doing, guys? I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Top Step. Three of my very good buddies. Uh, a couple of good laughs. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we need to do that again at some point. Maybe we need to film the whole thing. What do you think? But uh, make sure you get, make sure you go to www.thetopstep.com uh, and click subscribe too. We've got some really, really, really good episodes coming up. Um, if you're a baseball fan or not, I love doing this. It's a blast. Make sure you support the podcast. Appreciate it. We will see you next week on the Top Step. Killing them, killing them, killing them, killing them, killing them, killing them, killing them.